Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Off the Bench NRL with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. All the big news and views from a big week in footy. Hello, welcome to it. It is Off the Bench, round 12 of the National Rugby League. Rugby League. There we go. I don't say it as well as him, do I? Uh, welcome to the show. Very crook, Scott Sattler. You're on the mend, though. I am on the mend. I am. I don't. I sounded like a, a creepy 1-800 caller early on in the week. Oh, did you? So I'm slowly getting better, slowly getting better. Thanks, uh, Woogie. And listeners? What'd you make of... Oh, we'll talk about it. Soon, but uh, Bronx now lost three from four. And I will say something. Daddy Vass, our producer, he is such a sore loser. He he cannot he cannot stand the fact. You're okay over there? I'm okay. Do you need some water? No, I will get some water in the break. All right, Daddy Vass, I think Sats needs mouth-to-mouth because if he coughs this whole show, I'm going to lose it. I've got steam coming out of my ears already. I know, he hates it when the Broncos lose. Oh, mate. But, you know, sometimes it's not if you lose, it's how you lose. And I, I've got to say, we'll talk about it a little bit later on. Yeah. I'm still impressed with the way they lost. Yeah. If yeah. that makes it was sense. A, it was a bit like, it reminded me of the game that the Warriors had against the Panthers in Magic Round. Yeah, you're right. Exact, by the way, he thinks uh, the Broncos are going to put 30 on the Warriors. Yeah. I've had 50 with him already. Maybe in years gone by, but not this Warriors No, side. no. Hey, uh, been a big week in rugby league. Uh, Shaq Mitchell caught up with Rat and I. This was an interview I teed up for you. You you spoke to Shaq at um, your dad's service at Redfern Oval. Yeah, I, you know, I, sp- I spoke to him. I was in a room where Shaq was being interviewed at a South Sydney versus Penrith game, and I didn't know his, his back history. It's amazing. And I was just... I, I was taken back by the the different hurdles that this this young man has had to jump, and I know we we've all got problems in our lives, and if you put all your problems in in the, in a circle, you'd always take your own back. People would say when you listen to other people's, but you know this is a guy that was a tremendous junior rugby league player, and then got to an age where he's just for some reason he just he lost all motivation in life, mm. and. Blew out to 180 kilograms before he said, well, I'm going to commit myself to rugby league again. And, and as a promise to his brother and his family, mm. I'm going to give it another go. And South Sydney basically said, we're going to give you a train and trial, but you've got to lose weight. And he, in the space of months, he got down to 120-something kilos. He's and, sitting around 118 now. And I've got to say, he's he's a really, really good rugby league player. A really good rugby league player. I think, I think in two years' time, he's... He's going to be a really good front row for whatever club he's playing. Well, mate, he, it's still South. He was going very well in the first three rounds, coming off the bench until yeah. until a crooked um, hip drop crueled him and put him out of the game for eight weeks by the Roosters. <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for that to come. Yeah, Chris Nelson will join us too. Durban Cup, yeah, it's massive. big weekend, big weekend of racing. Uh, in Queensland, so we'll chat to him. But right now, let's do this. Time on Off the Bench to look back on the news of the week. 
You're not going to cough or show. I I'm swear not, to God. I'm not going to. I swear to God. Mm. Not today. I've got a headache. Hook, sack from the Dragons. Now, we you know, knew it was always going to come at some stage. Friend of the show. Uh, can I just can I just mention, um, off the top, mm-hmm. I, I, I think the board, ha- St. George, has to go because let's go back to the start of the season. They made that stupid public comment that Hook is going to have to apply for his job for next year. Well, you know you're... Your days are numbered when that happens. Absolutely. But yeah. what message does that send to the football department? Well, it divides. It divides a football club. It divides the playing group. doesn't help their performances. I've been there. 2001 at Penrith, I've been there. And when we were losing games, and I think it was a big reason why we got the wooden spoon that year, we, I thought we should have gone close to winning it in 2000, the comp. We were a very good team. And 2001, we went from top four to finishing last. It had a lot to do with decisions being made on the head coach and people within the organisation making it public as well. And then players, it bled down to the players who got involved in the politics of who they side with and who they don't side with. And not only on the training paddock, on the rugby league field, in social situations, it splits your rugby league team. And, And this is what's happened at the Dragons. So not only was Anthony Griffin's days numbered, Purely based on, purely based on performance, uh, wins and losses, and he's got to take a lot of ownership for that as well because he's the coach. He's the one that's got to prepare his side. He's got to be the one that's that's got to get his team prepared. But the underlying factor from this is that listening to Paul McGregor throughout the week, saying that when he was the coach, he didn't have full control over selection process, recruiting process. There were so many other people involved in the club, and it's like a precedence that's been set at the Dragons. If you come in as a coach, this is the way that we do it here at this club. And it's clearly not working. Well, there's Steve Price, there's Paul McGregor, and now there's Hook, Anthony Griffin. So there is an underlying factor at the Dragons. And then listening to their, their CEO last week, Ryan Webb, saying about the coach, the incoming coach, whoever that may be, we haven't really set words to the effect. We haven't really set a criteria of what that coach looks like. But you've are just you got, serious? And you've just got rid of Anthony Griffin. But, but if you are going to make that decision, if you are going to, to release your coach mm. of his services... You should know what you want. You should sit down as a group. And, and I, he might be saying this publicly. He might have loved to have this time over again. But to be able to sit down and say, okay, for this club to move forward, these are the key criteria that we need to have for our next coach. It has to be a guy that is... And I'm just using, I'm just using an example. It has to be a, a guy that has coached finals rugby league sides for numerous years, has had more than 250 games as an NRL coach, has uh, an ability to oversee recruitment as well. It's all based on success. It's all based on performance indicators. And and as a club that has that hasn't played final, hasn't played consistent finals rugby league for a long time, is uh, and just couple of times they've leaked into the finals, just limped into the finals. They're a club that's one of the most historical clubs in the history of, of rugby league. So they have to get it right. They have to set a criteria and boxes that need to be ticked. But before they do that, some decisions need to be made at board level. I'll go back to my original comment. And well said, Sats, the board has to go. You can't come out and make public statements like that to the fans and and the sponsors 
the shareholders of the club and say, oh, you know, we, we don't know how that looks. Well, then why get rid of Anthony Griffin now? That they, they haven't. I'm sure the performance against the Cowboys wasn't great, but their other performances throughout the year, they, they actually scored more tries and lost games. Yeah. So kicking was an issue for them. They were losing by tight margins, and that was enough to get rid of Anthony Griffin. Mm. I, I, I don't get. They they'd already said he's going at the start of the year. They didn't back him. They didn't want him there. And 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 I'm telling you, mate. We all know in business, a fish rots from the head. Mm. If it's rotten at the top, it's going to be rotten all the way through. And how does a team perform when they say, oh, well, the coach is going anyway? Why am I performing? Now, they've got some people on their board, the St. George Lee Warrior Dragons, that have real credibility in the game of rugby league. Got some credible business, mm. successful businessmen and women as well. But in saying that, maybe you don't have to get rid of the good. Maybe they don't have to step aside. But I've got to... Their governance internally has got to change. If the head coach comes in, he's got to have sole selection responsibility. He's got to have a major say in recruitment. He's got to have an ability to have some input into the salary cap and also how much players are to be paid that's going to come into his Okay. He's playing group. Okay, so let's talk about Jason Riles, right? So is he going to be the sort of person who demands that being his first head coaching role? Apparently the Roosters have had enough. Now, these are reports. I haven't seen a media release from the Roosters yep. stating this. So um, take it take it for what you will. That's right? the thing because anything that comes out of the Roosters is is always merely a rumour because yep. they, are, they lock down everything really solid, the Roosters. They're a really tight club when it comes to Absolutely. releasing information. So I take what I see written about the Roosters with, with no, without any pinch of salt. Mm. Sorry, I don't trust journalists in our country. Even though we work in the media. Well, we're not journalists, though. We're just... Well, we're, we're, we would no, be seen as some form of journalists. No, we're shock jocks. Shock jocks. Okay. Right? Make sure Is that what they call us in the biz? They call us shock jocks, don't they, Pete? Rugby league. <laughs> so... <laughs> The Bondi Club, apparently, this yep. is what's been reported, so it's probably BS, have told Rolls his contract will be done at the end of 2023, a year early. Now, how the media know about that? And again, a very tight-lipped club, uh, the Roosters. Does that mean that uh, he has – do you think he may have – I mean, I hate speculating, but do you think he may have spoken? I've got no doubt that Jason Rolls' management has had some sort of discussion with the Roosters about – What's the ability for him to get out of his contract a year early, which the Roosters don't like? They don't like that to happen. If they're a team, you're a team. You live out your contract. Now, a lot of people will say, well, clubs can can show players the back door before their contract finishes. Well, it's a little bit different because you're dealing with a salary cap. Okay? Yeah, this is a coach. Yeah, so, but I know, I know that Trent Robinson doesn't like his organisation to be fractured in any way. So if you sign a contract, you're here. I've got no doubt that Jason Rolls, a representative, whatever it may be, has had some sort of discussion with the Dragons. And how far that has gone, we don't know. Maybe the, the Roosters know a little bit more. But I've always seen Jason Rolls in Melbourne. Now, he was an assistant there with Bellamy going another year. And if the Roosters, if this rumour is true that he's going to be let go a year early and he's on the radar for... Melbourne. Maybe it's the decision why Bell. One of the decisions why Bellamy decided to go another year. I, 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 Do they bring Rolls on as assistant? And it's an easy transition for twenty twenty five. I see him as the head coach of the Storm. Yeah, well, so do I. There's there's him. There's Mark Brennan, the young assistant that's been with Craig for a number of years as well. Um, 
there's Billy Slater who would be crazy to give up his his current yeah. lifestyle, mm. and maybe he's probably a little bit too young to take that on. Yeah. So, yeah, we don't know whether it's true what's coming out of Bondi. Um, and it's happened before. Coaches that have wanted to get out early to go and coach first grade and NRL, another NRL club, and the Roosters have really frowned upon it. Josh Papali'i has announced his origin retirement to focus on club footy and allow the next generation of Queensland front rowers to to uh, be available, well, to take his spot yep. in, in the origin side. Um uh, the New South Wales supporter says in me that he may have gotten a tap on the shoulder to say he won't be uh, picked. No, I don't think he would have got a tap on the shoulder because I think he would have been picked for game one. You reckon? Yeah, he would have been picked for game one because he's he's tried and tested. Why has he left it so late then? Well, he's, the last two weeks he's been really good for the Raiders. No, but why has he left it so late yeah, then? Probably it's a little bit of... To announce it. Like, because yeah. we already know what the Queensland team's going to be. Like, let's be honest. Yeah. Even Mal said that. 90% of it, we do. Mal said, Mal said on radio the other day with Ben Davies, he said, ah, the team's already picked. It's already done. It's already done and dusted. And maybe he has found out that he wasn't going to start or he wasn't going to be in the starting 17. And he's thought, well, I might as well retire. Mm. There's nothing wrong with that. He's played 23 games. He's been a wonderful servant. Been an enforcer for so oh, many years. Mate, unbelievable. The way we talk about those players, that you need the opposition to be looking through the corner of their eyes. Papa Lee's one of those players. So um, maybe he did get a tap. Or maybe he's just, as they get a little bit closer, going into camp as you get older and you've got a young family. It's not as appealing as what it once was. It could be a myriad of, of reasons. Would have he got picked? I think he would have been picked game one because I think he's got a lot to do with what Canberra's been doing over the last three weeks and have been one of the form teams of the competition. So he's coming in with a real positive attitude and mm. in a winning team. Okay. But I think as you get closer and as you get older, you think, and you play a lot of Origins and you go into a lot of camps, he's just come back from World Cup where he's away for a long time. You sort of think, can't be buggered and being away for another six weeks. Yeah, no. Very mm. cool. And, geez, hasn't Ricky, he's like a cat who's got his mouse. Oh, yeah. He's got Jack White and playing through Origin, and he's got Josh Papali'i. He is. Or, or, if you're a Queensland fan, are you blaming Ricky? <laughs> oh, come if on. If you're an Origin fan, no. you go, Ricky, what are you doing? You're <laughs> no. just saying to your players, mate, if you love your club, Let's you leave. wouldn't go and play Origin. Let's leave Ricky alone, Yeah, no, I we? love Rick. Cowboys forward Luciano Le-Lewis stand-down condition has been dropped after uh, criminal charges were withdrawn at Campbelldown Court yesterday. Yeah, domestic violence charges. Le-Lewis, um, he's going to see some game time uh, for the Cowboys uh, this week um, against the Tigers. His old club, yeah. Um, I was on Sports Day Thursday night with the Rat, and I've got to agree with this. Um the NRL put out a statement saying the charges have been withdrawn, blah, 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 blah. Um, he's been added to the extended squad. And now we're just going to conduct our uh, investigation to see whether he's, you know, done anything that breaches NRL, you know, the rules. NRL rules ra- ra- so he's been out of the game for about eight months. Yeah. Why didn't they do that investigation during that time? Why didn't they just say, why didn't they send out the statement to say the charges have been withdrawn? We've conducted our own interview uh, our own investigation. In the meantime, we support his return to the NRL. Can you please start supporting your players? Can you can you just not leave stuff up in the air and do your bloody job? The integrity unit has always been very reactionary. Now it's it's led now by former Premiership winning front row Jason King, who is a highly articulate, intelligent, educated man. Uh, he's a he's a really good person to be overseeing the integrity unit. 
But my biggest concern with the integrity unit, which I think is a wonderful idea, and I think you need not only pl- former police officers um, involved, which I have, that have yep. overseen a lot of criminal cases, civil cases over many, many years. Um, you've, you've also got to have rugby league players that know the landscape of the game, the mindset of the rugby league player. Because a lot of people out there going, yeah, but it's just like, like rugby league is not – professional sport is not like life. You've got grown men who still think like children, whether it's right or wrong. You've got to have someone to understand the landscape of what happens inside of the Yeah, but we're talking room. about the seri- – that's a serious charge, Yeah, but what, I'm, charge, what right? I'm saying is on the back of all this, the integrity unit has always been very, very reactionary, never been proactive, never really got on the front foot before certain um, certain changes in the environment in rugby league are starting to surface. They've never really got on the but front But this is foot. more about a society – I mean that's not acceptable. If that was, it's not. No, but say, but you, even though you're saying rugby league players may be childlike, it, it's no, I'm not, <laughs> I'm no, not putting words I'm in. Your prob- mouth, no, I'm probably separating the two. I probably shouldn't have separated the two. What I suppose you still got to adhere to laws. Yeah, that, oh, yeah exactly. Right, exactly. And but what I'm, I've probably gone around the full circle here. I apologise. I agree with what you're saying. When when he was first stood down, they should have conducted their own investigation. Exactly. That's all I'm said, saying. You know what? We'll wait. Our own investigation aligns with what the New South Wales police may have found. And unfortunately, yeah, Luciano has still breached NRL rules and he's not allowed to play. Or yeah, we've it, conducted an investigation and based on our investigation sure. and, and the statements and interviews yes. that we've taken. He's clear to play. He's clear to play. And and I really made that confusing. No, you I? did. But, but the yeah. thing and the point is, though, Sats, going back on that, is that they should have done that. As soon as he was charged, they should have done their own investigation well, that, and just sat on it. Well, that's what I'm talking about now. Yeah. What I was trying to say is what... They're reactionary. They're reactionary now yeah. after, after oh. New South Wales police have, have withdrawn the charges. Mate, they've, they've just got to, they've got to start supporting their players and thinking about the players who are the major part of the NRL. And, and if you know that this is sitting before courts or p- potentially going to court... Just do your investigation, okay, Kingy. Get I, it sorted. If I throw this at you, he's been stood down for eight or nine months. A lot of that was pre-season, of course. Um, but do you feel as though for allegations of a domestic violence nature mm. and still an investigation to be conducted, yeah. that a player should be stood down? Because a lot of people say, yeah, I do. Say, he's just missed. I do. He's just missed nine months. No, I do. Yep. Absolutely, I do. Because there is um, it, it that that is a severe um, claim. That's a, a severe charge that he was facing. Yeah, it was. So yes, I think I think so. But now not deemed. But now not deemed to have to that's adhere to any other. Sp- that's just you know that's probably no different to anyone else going to it. I mean, there's a guy in the media right now. Mm. You know, will he work before his court case in December? Who knows? Yeah. You know. So, alrighty, uh, that is the latest news in rugby league. This is off the bench. Uh, we'll be back in a moment. More off the bench NRL soon. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a moment. Search off the bench NRL on iTunes or Spotify. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews. It comes to Fisher-Harris, Cleary at the back. It comes to Luai. Luai now to Ruva for the corner dive scores. 
in the corner, he's got the try. He did a roll over, then reached out to score. The referee checking with the touch judge. And we wait and wait. Try. He awards the try. The Panthers' first opportunity they get. They convert into points. They lead 4-0 with a kick to come. He's half a ball short of the goal line. He'll play the ball back to Kenny. Kenny long ball to Cleary. Cleary straight and straight through try. Stepped off the left. They're all worried about the man on his outside. Ricky couldn't get him. Carrigan couldn't get him. And Nathan Cleary steps up for the Panthers. 12-0 with a kick to come. Now they play it quickly through the hands of Madden. It goes to Carrigan. Carrigan out of Reese Walsh. Crossfield kick. Selwyn Cobbo chasing. Gets there. Try. Selwyn Cobbo, who hasn't had many opportunities tonight, gets one there and takes it. Cleary is set back for a drop goal attempt. 30 metres out, right in front. Bit of practice. Strikes it. And it's good. Gets the point. And they carry on like they've won the grand final after that drop goal. And it's 15 points to four, the full-time score. Nathan Cleary wrapping the win up for the Penrith Panthers. The Brisbane Broncos were gallant, but in the end, Penrith 15, the Broncos four. Mark Braybrook clearly uh, having a hard night last night. Obviously a Broncos fan. <laughs> I think he's a manly fan, Mark Braybrook. Great caller. Um, but they were very gallant, the Brisbane Broncos. I've got to say... Saying at the top of the show, it was a it was a loss that you'd still go in as coach and you go, you know what, guys, a few things didn't work out our, our way. Yep. You're really brave in defence. Pat Carrigan, 68 tackles. Amazing. Amazing performance. Now, both teams are outstanding defence. Penrith Panthers, they have averaged 11 points a game this year. Jeez. That is unbelievable. That's why they're, I think, one of probably only four teams that can win the comp this year. And they're, they're not really sinking in attack. They look a little bit disjointed at the moment. But in saying that, they'll just they'll strangle a team to death. And they did that last night as well. I think uh, arguably one of the best fullbacks in the game right now. And, and I, I even put him above Luttrell because he just does it week in, week out. Dylan Edwards, 275 metres, 25 runs. He's just so safe, Sats. I watched him last night really closely. Is so good. I watched him on Friday night, yeah, Thursday night, yeah, really closely. When a def- when a fullback defends, when everyone's staying on the try line, the fullback's obviously got to stand on the try line as as one of the defenders. But as the ball moves from hooker to half to five, he's got to run in behind the defensive line. I saw him run back and forth like a yo-yo, four tackles in a row, and he was in line with the ball every time. Now sometimes we see. Haas put kicks through, and the fullback is nowhere to be seen. Yeah. Really bad positioning. Latrell can get stuck with it now yep. and then because he's yep. such a big body. But This Dylan, is why I'm saying he's oh, he's, he's up there with Teddy, if not better than oh, Teddy. Oh, his coverage is unbelievable. It's amazing. Yep. Yeah, 275 metres. Oh. Uh, he was everywhere. Isaiah Yo was busy. He was 40 tackles, involved in everything, handles the ball as much as a halfback. Um, but... They were really good, the Brisbane Broncos, led by Paddy Carrigan. Right, I've got 30 seconds. Why don't you hear yep. this? Reese Walsh is contesting the ball. Wow. On the stage. Wow. It doesn't look right to me, Ash. He doesn't have eyes for the ball the whole time. Just yeah. having a look at Reese Walsh and whether he jumps early into... I think the referee has intervened with the bunker. He has. Did you hear that? Yep. Adam G, looking at the big screen, says, I'm not satisfied with this decision. Yeah. So uh, he says Ash. So I'm thinking Ashley Klein that was in the 
Ashley Klein should never be allowed to be near a bunker button. No. After that game, Scott Sorensen no try. Ridiculous. Yeah, terrible, yeah. terrible. And I was on Scott Sorensen. You win more. You win some, you lose more, yep. by the way. <laughs> yeah. uh, let's go to break. This is Off the Bench. Shaq Mitchell joins us next. More Off the Bench NRL soon. Subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a moment. Search Off the Bench NRL on iTunes or Spotify. Welcome back. This is Off the Bench NRL. Yeah, it is sports day with the Rats and Jason Matthews here tonight. And, of course, look, I'm not going to start an interview, particularly a South Sydney interview, without this. Oh, please. Every time. Yeah. I play that for the Rooster supporters. (laughs) Do they have a song? I don't, I don't know. even think they I don't, do. I don't know. They haven't heard it much this year. Bang. Let's move on. <laughs> hey, Indigenous round uh, this weekend, round 12 of the NRL, very special weekend. And one thing I will say, Rat, is South Sydney has a wonderful Indigenous culture yep. at the club. And as an outsider looking in and a man who's not Indigenous, I'm very proud of what they do with the Indigenous players and the programs they have. I, I think it's amazing and it's it's got to be world-class. Oh, absolutely. And, yeah, you, you can only sort of look at it in awe of, of what they've done, um, particularly, you know, around the South Sydney community. Um, yeah, it, it is great to see. And make, the game just touches so many people um, in every area of, of every walk of life. And, you know, Indigenous culture is certainly one of those. man we're going to talk to tonight is a proud Indigenous man, famous name at South Sydney, very much so. Uh, start off the bench three times this year, rounds one, two, and three, before succumbing to a hip drop tackle from that <laughs> grub, Victor Radley. Mate, he's are. been he's been named <laughs> as an emergency this week in the 21 as he tries to get back into the team. He's been out for eight weeks because of that grub. Uh, <laughs> Shaq Mitchell joins us on Sports Day. G'day, mates. How are you, Shaq? <laughs> yeah, good boys. Good boys. Very well, mate. Um, how are you? Yeah, very good. Again, we talked about the the proud um, Indigenous culture at South Sydney and yourself being a proud Indigenous man, of course, your brother is as well, Latrell. What's it like being an Indigenous man playing for a club like South Sydney? Oh, mate, look, it means the world to me and Latrell. You know, up up where we're from in Tyree, there's South Sydney banners everywhere, you know. Basically, uh, Redfern, out of Redfern. So, um, yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's an honour. It's an honour to play for this club, mate. Um, they represent the, our, our culture and our people very well, and um, a great respect of, um, you know, knowing, knowing, and um, actually accepting us as well as, 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 as people. And you know, it's basically, you know, it's the New South Wales um, gathering place of uh, Aboriginal people is uh, Redfern in Sydney. It, Sydney in general, actually, so no, it's a, it's a massive honour. Oh, that's cool, mate. Hey, listen, tell us about your mob, mate. Berapi and Wiradjuri, am I pronouncing that right? Um, nah, um, mate, uh, it, uh, my, uh, I've got two tribes uh, from my father's side, uh, the, the Berapi country, so that's yep. up uh, the mid-north coast, so that's yep. uh, Tari and surrounding areas, and yep. then Wiradjuri, so we're from Arena, so right. down near Griffith, um, Hillston and Burrellan, so yeah. Griffith, a lot of good footy players come out of there. Hendo, who you played cricket with in the Gold Coast. Oh, Michael Henderson, there Griffith, you go. Griffith yeah. boy. Yeah. Um, mate, what does what a week like this mean mean to you in the NRL? I mean, you must be proud of, of what the NRL is doing. 
Oh, yeah, mate. Look, um, proud's an understatement, you know. Um, the NRL doing an exceptional job for um, just for the week as well, leading up to the round. And, um, yeah, no, um, this is this is very, very close to being up there playing in, in our local, uh, you know, our Koori knockout where we represent our tribes. If not, um, you know, the All-Stars itself. So, yeah, I, I think it's, uh, it's, it's, it's um, you know, the NRL can take a bow with that, so... Mm. Mate, did you have any input in in the design of the jersey, or did you did you did you get to meet the person who designed the jersey for you guys this year? Um, no, no, we we didn't get a chance to meet the person that designed it, but we we, we chucked a little bit of inputs in there. Um, all us boys that are in the in the squad, they're Indigenous, and um, mate, uh, when we first came out, we all we all we loved it straight away as soon as we glanced at it. So. Yeah, some cool designs out there. Yeah, there are. Mm. Hey, you've played in the Indigenous All-Stars game uh, on a couple of occasions. Jeez, it must, you must be proud to wear that jersey. Oh, oh, man. Like it's, you, know, I had a, um, you know, I had a phone call from um, Laurie Daly about my first year and I, got, I, had, I had a bit of a cry with my wife and um, enjoyed, you know, enjoyed the week and... The second time wasn't no different. As soon as I got the call from um, Ronald Griffith, um, I had another little tear in my eye. It's a, yeah, it's a jersey I love putting on, um, to represent my people, my culture, and my ancestors as well. So, uh, yeah, so it's a, it's a, it's a feeling I can't explain. Um, you know, it's basically, you know, that's probably the main thing. It's, it's a sense of pride to put on the jersey. So, yeah. And I guess you know, it's probably the week around it as well, uh, Shaq, with you know the. The greats coming into camp, like the the GIs, and you're celebrating your culture and learning more about it. No doubt, it must be a massive week. Oh, it is, mate. Like it's, it's that's that's the freaky thing about it. Um, you know, you get to see the past players before it. So, you know, watching GI and Matty Bowen, Justin Hodges, um, the likes, mate. Like um, just to watch, just to be around them boys. Well, I'm I'm still pinch myself every day every time I talk to them when we go to the All Stars, but. You know, like we're sitting up as a kid watching them and, you know, imitating their moves on the football field and, you know, just being, you know, they're basically idols to all of, all of us young Indigenous fellas and actually being in the camp with them and enjoying the time, having a little laugh, a little chat around. And I oh, just, yeah, like, like I said before, just a little pinch to kind of pinch myself to see if it was real. <laughs> Mate, um, you made your debut last year, 2022, at age 26. A bit like Cody Walker, he was a bit of a late bloomer. Um, but I, w- I want to talk a little bit about your journey to get there because it, it wasn't smooth sailing, mate. We, we know you suffered, suffered uh, through, it's been publicly stated, you suffered through some mental issues. Um, you gained a lot of weight, um, you know, suffering anxiety and, and depression. Um, mate, it is such an inspirational story to see you where you are right now. Um, mate, what was the catalyst to get you moving back to playing in the NRL? Um, my main reason, like my main reason, and it's straight to the point, but the centre of my core is um, my kids. My kids and my wife were my reason why. You know, um, you know they were with me day in day out, seeing, watching me suffer, watching me deteriorate into you know into something that I I wasn't, and you know into less of a person. You know, mm. um, yeah, but uh, my kids, my kids were my 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 focal point, and um. Just wanted to, you know, prove to them, prove to them that you know I can be a stronger person and um, be the man that I always wanted to be, and you know that was 
that was probably my main reason, my main goal. And also, like a lot, I had a lot of, a lot of doubters back in the day. Um, used to turn around and say, "Oh, you, you never used to be able to, wouldn't be able to make first grade." And um, yeah, I just wanted to turn around and show them that you know they were wrong. And you know, and I walk around now with a big smile on my face, knowing mm-hmm. I proved a lot of people wrong. But also, I get to show my kids, show my kids, you know, like um, I've been through hell and been through, you know the darkest spot of my life and came out through the other side. So, yeah. Mate, at those moments, at those darkest times, did you did you ever think you'd get back there or did you just think that it wasn't going to happen? No, mate, no. I, I didn't. I, in, never in my wildest dreams when I was in that in that, you know, in that that dark spot, mate, I would never ever thought I'd be sitting here, you know, talking, not, not only talking to you guys, but actually talking about football and yeah. being a part of it and also um, having a career in it. So, yeah. Oh, well, mate, it's an inspiration. Mm. Mate, d- d- does your, your your little brother give you a pat on the back and give you a hug and tell him tell you how proud he is of you? Because, mate, I feel like reaching through this microphone and giving you a hug now because, mate, I'll tell you what, you'd be lifting a lot of people up just with this story. Yeah, no, thanks, mate. No, I appreciate it. No, he, he has, mate. Like, um, you know, the uh, the, debut, the debut video that came out on social yeah. media with, with me when I was debuting up in the Central Coast and, um, yeah, he got a bit... Gotta be teary-eyed and emotional, and he, every time we, every time we jump the field and share the field together in first grade, and um, the all stars as well, we always give each other a massive cuddle, and we had a little tear in eye, and we say we just look at each other and say, let's do it. We're finally, you know, living out our dream together. So, then I was, um, yeah, it was pretty emotional when, uh, you know, I found out I was coming back, and you know, he was happy, he was extremely happy, you know, finally get to live out our dream together that we've. You know, we've made a promise to each other a long time ago. Yeah, nice. yeah you had a lot of us uh, grown men with a tear in our <laughs> eye when we saw that video, mate. Don't worry about that. Hey, what's what's your message for well, young for mate, young? We got, fans. we got a little boisterous, well, a little, <laughs> little young boisterous fan in the background. It's a little fella, is he? Is he eight months old? <laughs> yeah, yeah, mate. Yeah, he's almost eight months. He's um, yeah, he's been a little monster at the moment. <laughs> he's but, all right. Uh, the cold weather's not getting to it. He's getting, yeah, he's getting to him, mate. He's just looking over at Dad at the moment, saying, "Can you come pick me up or what?" Yeah. <laughs> well, we won't keep that much longer. What What would your message be for any young fans, Shaq, who may be struggling with with life at the moment, particularly all the the rubbish around social media oh, yeah. and all those pressures on them? What, mate? What's What's your one bit of oh, advice for? Yeah, yeah. Mate, look, it's. It's it's one thing that I'm I'm still learning about that like, social media crap. Like um, I'm not a, I'm not a massive fan on it, but um, you know it's 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 the now it's the it's the days of you know social media these days, and that's the platform everyone puts in, puts themselves on and puts everyone on. So, but that's the way it is. But all I can say for experience, like just a just a bit of um, knowledge on my end, um, just to stay consistent. You know, it's just to be be yourself and. Don't find yourself, you know, it's at the find your find your grounding, find your level, whatever helps you, you know, be happy and you just grow from there day in, day out, start branching yourself out, start being more confident. You know, as a as a saying in our in our culture and our with our people, the word shame. Um, you know, I used to use it a lot and used to um say it a lot as well and live by it, but now but now it goes it goes back to the old fellas, back the old ways. There's no such thing as shame, so I try to just keep that away from away from my way of living, and just um, I just take things day by day and just keep pushing. 
Yeah, it's brilliant, mate. It's brilliant. Hey, mate, I've got to ask you on a, on a bit of a lighter note. Yeah. Was Latrell a pain in the ass as a little brother growing up? Yeah, playing footy in the backyard. <laughs> Did he give you a hard time? Oh, oh mate, he he was he was terror. He was absolutely <laughs> a terror. Um, meaning to get in the punch ups all the time. We always had to be on the opposite sides. Um, and we, uh, we used to say he used to he used to make up his own rules halfway through the game. And, <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't like it. So oh. he, he used to have little punch ups, little dust ups, and that. And uh, old man used to pull us in line, give us a bit, a bit of a flogging after it. So. <laughs> yeah. Just like every brother, yeah. every sibling growing up in backyards. Hey mate, do you, do you, I know I know you've got um, oh exactly yeah. you've got the farm down south. Do, do you get back to? Do you like getting back there and just sort of, you know, clearing your head and, and getting, you know, connected to, you know, home and your family? Is that is that something that you love to do? Um, yeah, yeah, sometimes we usually do it. Like the troll goes when he when he when he when he gets a chance to, but with myself, um I, I do I do when I wanna go back home. Um, you know, it's a escape away from, you know, like civilization and just being away from people for a bit just to recharge the batteries and no, but um when I get when I get a chance to lately, I haven't been because of um, injuries and trying to get this sorted. And um, yeah, just I'll try try to when we when we when we actually try and um, you know get a get a plan to get away from everyone. So uh, yeah. other than that, not, yeah, nice. not not so much. All right, mate. Best of luck. Yeah. Your take on the Eels Friday night. Can we make it, what, now six in a row, I think it is? We're sitting on top of the ladder. Mm. Best of luck with uh, your recovery from that outrageous hip drop. Well, well, he's extended bench there. He's, he's in the frame. 21 so, jersey, yeah. Yeah, yeah mate. I yeah. Uh, yeah, wish you all the best, Shaq, getting back onto the field, mate. Yeah. Uh, you were really, mate, you're, you're putting some great games together before you, that unfortunate injury. Um, what do you mean yeah. unfortunate? It was foul play. <laughs> he should have been rubbed out for life. <laughs> yeah, it's unfortunate, mate. So, um, yeah, well, mate, I hope to see you back on the field soon. And Shaq, on on uh, Friday night, mate, we'll be singing yeah, this, won't we, buddy? <laughs> oh, of course, mate. Of course. Yeah. Hey, we love of what... Course. Glory, glory. Glory, glory to South Sydney. Hey, mate, um, inspirational story. It's been an absolute... It's pity Sats couldn't be here tonight. He's... He's crook as. He wanted to have a chat to you. He said he caught up with you at Redfern Oval for his dad's service. And, um, mate, I tell you what, you're doing all of South yeah. Sydney proud with, you are, with your big comeback. And we appreciate your time tonight on Sports Day, Shaq. Yeah, thank you for having me, mate. Um, yeah, like I said um, in previous interviews, um, I'm doing this just to pave the way for anyone that's ever suffering from depression and anxiety and just to let, let them show the light and to show they can, um, you know, if they want to follow their dreams, it's possible to do. This is Off The Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Welcome back. This is Off The Bench NRL. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Queensland is your place to race this year. It certainly is. Uh, remember, you win some and you lose more. Chris Nelson uh, joining us now, Rats and Nelson. Uh, big weekend of racing around the southeast. Uh, Doombin Cup this weekend, mate. Exactly. Uh, good afternoon to you, Jace and uh, Maddie. It's going to be a big weekend of racing at Doombin. Zaki going for another Doombin Cup. He's won uh, two. Well, he's won one of the last two. Didn't win last year. He's beaten uh, as a short-priced favourite, but he'll, he'll be looking to make amends and make a two from the past three to match his three straight Hollandales. He's not a bad horse, is he? 
No, no, no. So That's I know right. you sounded surprised when you said hello to me then, because I know I'm. I don't normally work this hard. <laughs> yes. Um, Four days in a row. <laughs> how hard is Zaki? Get, how hard is Zaki going to have to work <laughs> to win this race? Because it's my bet for the punters club, and and I'm thinking that I need to put him in a in an all up with something else. So is this a, is this a good bet for me? I think it is. I do. I mean, people will tell you that he only won by a small margin when he won the Hollandale. Well, he did. That's true. But he worked for the first 450 metres of the race. He was three weeks between runs and he was going 1,400 to 1,800, having come from one state to another. So it was a good performance Mm. to win. And those two that got close to him, they had soft runs. They just had the last crack and they couldn't get past. So I can't see any of those turning the tables. Kovalik is obviously an interesting runner. Missed that run last week. Goes around here, and then if all goes well, backs up into the derby next week. But on paper, there's only Zaki and his stable mate uh, to go forward here, Numerian. And that's it on the map. So you should get across, sit outside the leader in front. And from there, Matty, I think you'll be counting your money. Hey, Nelson, any of my boom horses racing this weekend? <sighs> Are you and your booms? Uh, golden boom. Oh, oh that's the good on. one. Come on. Be be- this will be the boom, second up. Be- second up. Yeah, he had the run first up that was really, really good in the Mick Dittman plate. He sat three wide, no cover, did a terrific job. So he's had to freshen up. He's had a trial at Doombin recently. He just cruised uh, home there. He looks well placed. Uh, I liked him yesterday when doing the form, and he was about $3.50. Now he's about $2.40. So oh, unfortunately, thanks for the call yesterday. Right <laughs> but, but he looks very well. I didn't think he'd shorten up that much, but uh, that oh, was a bit no. of a shock. But. Yeah, you're probably getting too short now, but he might just drift out again, I'd say, golden boom. But uh, he's drawn the inside gate, needs to kick up, doesn't want to get shuffled back and end up three back defence, but all going well, I think he'll be too good for those race five, number four. So he is a tip, definitely. He would get halfway down the straight. He could stop for a kebab and eat that. We're not talking about you. And still win the race. (laughs) Golden kebab. I could, I don't oh, know, because that's the Jason preferred eats. food. <laughs> mate, I could ride Golden Boom and it'd still win oh, by 10 minutes. Mate, now we're stretching it. I might, I might struggle with the weights, <laughs> but anyway, be quiet, Nelson. What else can we look forward to uh, this did. weekend? <laughs> race four, number 16 Street Gossip, I think will run well also. Just stick with her. Uh, racing around the state on the weekend, of course, Doombin is the highlights, not just the Doombin Cup, but we have the Roses which is the final race in the lead-up to the Oaks in uh, two weeks' time. The BRC Sprint. Now, that's an uh, important race for many of these because the winner of that gets a golden ticket into the Stradbroke. Uh, the Pam O'Neill for the Phillies and Mares and a couple of other good listed races, the Carter Stakes for the two-year-olds and the Chief De Beers. Racing around uh, Queensland, Aquas Park Gold Coast, of course, on Saturday on the Poly Track. We've got a tab meeting at Nanango. That's tough to say when you've got a bit of a cold. That Where's one. Nanango, Nanango, Nanango. Where is Nanango, Rangango? Where is Nanango? You're a Queenslander. Come on. <laughs> I, I don't know. It's, oh. it's, it's up north. Good. Thanks for that. Oh. <laughs> Considering we're down south. Most places are. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Up north. Uh, Toowoomba in the twilight zone. And we've got 10 races at the Sunshine Coast on Sunday afternoon. Massive fields. About 178 runners there at the Sunshine Coast. So I love I love Sunday Arvo Sunny Coast. I love the Sunday Arvo Sunny well, Coast. It's brilliant. Racing, <laughs> the action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. What are you really gambling with for free and confidential support? Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Thanks, Nelson. Enjoy your weekend. Thanks, guys. Have a great weekend. Cheers.